It's the confluence where the news comes together on 90.5 WESA. I'm Kevin Gavin. Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald is term limited, which means there's an opportunity for new blood to lead the county. Sarah Inamorado served two full terms as the 21st District State Representative and is now running as the Democratic nominee for County Executive. Sarah, welcome back to the Confluence. Kevin, thanks so much for having me. All right, you won your third term to the 21st District State House seat, but resigned last month, although you didn't have to. Why did you? So I was a conversation with my leadership and we felt like the best time to host a special election was while the General Assembly was on summer break um, because negotiations for our budget were at a standstill. So this gives us the opportunity to run a special election while everyone's at home. And then by the time we go back for fall session, we'll be at full complement in the on the Democratic ticket, we selected Lindsey Powell, and I'm very excited for, um, you know, her tenure as a state representative uh, holding the 21st district seat. As you mentioned, it was convenient uh, this time frame, 60 day time frame to get that special election in. You could have uh, served all the way up till uh, you would be sworn in as county exec mm-hmm. uh, if you wouldn't that election. So any unfinished business in the state house that you wish you had wrapped up other than the stalemated budgets? <laughs> oh, many, many things. Um, and I do say it, it's also a good time because I will be able to work with our new representative of the 21st district and make sure that we don't drop any balls as it pertains to a lot of the economic development and community-based projects that we have going on. Um, so we're working on getting money for an Aetna library. Um, there's some development projects happening in the Millville community. Uh, Shaler's really working on a community center. So there's a lot of things back home in the district. We want to make sure that that person gets up to speed very quickly and that we have the time and space to do that. Um, in Harrisburg, um, you know, really was focusing on legalizing syringe service programs. Um, thankfully, I have a Republican co-prime on that bill, uh, Representative Struzzi, who I feel confident will continue to work on that. Um, I have the uh, creating of the Office of Employee Ownership. Um, we have an employee ownership task force uh, here in Pittsburgh, and we were hoping to take that statewide using the Department of Economic and Community Development at the state. Again, I have a Republican co-prime, so I'm very uh, confident that you know she will continue to do that that work in the state house. Um, and you know, we were able to get uh, re- whole home repairs across the finish line last budget, um, and we just had that application process um, close and those um, awards are starting to be made in Allegheny County. So we just need to make sure that we're continuing to get funding year over year from the state in order to keep that that program going mm-hmm. um, and a whole host of other ones. But those are the, the top ones that we're working on. All right. So let's now get to some of the things you would like to accomplish as county exec. I mean, this region has seen a wave of progressive Democrats pop up and win seats over the last five years or so. Uh, Mayor Ed Ganey, U.S. Representative Summer Lee, yourself. The platforms largely revolve around addressing social and racial disparities, and those issues can take many forms. What's one thing you want to accomplish as county exec to address disparities? So you really touched on one of our region's greatest challenges is the ever-widening gap between the have and have-nots. 
Um, so really, it's not just one policy that is going to level the playing field for everyone. It's a style of governance. And it's really making sure that equity and inclusion is baked into every facet of county government and every department and agency and role, and that we are going out into our communities and making sure that there is a two-way dialogue that is happening. Um, so this model of really shifting county gover government to a more participatory model is one where we can harness what's happening, the great things that are happening in our communities and saying, how do we replicate this in other communities? How do we work together across municipal boundaries? How do we make sure that the county can provide technical assistance, um, especially to communities with diminished capacity and folks who haven't been able to get the grant money in the past um, and really just you know, make it more embedded into the culture of county government so that you know, as we move forward and we define what our policy priorities are and our priority economic development projects, that there's opportunity for everyone to share in the wealth um, that's created through that. Rich Fitzgerald has taken a lot of heat over conditions at the Allegheny County Jail, and he's often turned such questions to the warden. How do you plan to approach questions about the jail, the conditions, treatment for those who incarcerated there? Mm -hmm. Well, we've had 20 people die in the last 30 months in the county jail, and it's absolutely abhorrent and it's unacceptable. And this is a crisis and it's a crisis that will take priority in my administration. Um, you know, that requires new leadership at the jail, but it also requires building those lines of communication with the community, with our workforce at the jail, um, our corrections officer and our healthcare professionals. Um, providers um, with formerly incarcerated individuals and their families, because um, there's going to have to be repair and trust rebuilt with the community that's been impacted the most by this. And uh, a lot of that is going to it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but if as long as it's a focus, it will be a focus of our administration. As long as we're providing the time, the energy and the resources, I feel like we can get to a better space. Um, you know, what that looks like in policy and action is we have a jail oversight board. You know, we should really have someone on that board who is a medical professional. We should have someone on that board who was formerly incarcerated and spent time in the jail so that they can speak to um, intimately and knowledgeably about what's going on there. A study had been commissioned last fall to look at reforms uh, at the county jail. Uh, would you, last quick question on the jail, would you go to those oversight board meetings because Mr. Fitzgerald has been criticized for not but sending a proxy instead? I would attend the um, jail oversight board okay. meetings. One issue you've outlined is ending, quote, pay-to-pollute policies, end quote, to reduce pollution in the area. How might you call upon the county health department to do so? 
Well, the county health department, I think what a lot of folks don't realize is that we are responsible for the air quality and the permits associated with industry operating here in the county. Um, it's not the state DEP. Uh, it's not the EPA. We do them. Um, you know, we obviously make decisions in partnership with them, but it really is up to our health department. Um, so, you know, that will be one of the highest profile hires that we will be making um, because, as you know, Dr. Bogan was um, is now with the state. Um, so we currently have an interim uh, director. So, you know, that's going to be a national search. And that's really going to be about getting the right person in place who has a um, experience and a desire to talk about environmental justice and environmental health and to really look at our permitting department and make sure that we are putting the most stringent and modern regulations um, to protect the public health and well-being. Mm -hmm. Homelessness in Pittsburgh has been a focus uh, for Fitzgerald and many in the city. Affordable housing for all was something you've also shown support for. Mm -hmm. How are you planning to take on the issue differently than your predecessor or maybe build upon that? I mean, Second Avenue Commons did come to fruition, but still does not have enough places, enough beds to uh, meet the needs. Absolutely. Housing is going to be front and center in our administration. And, you know, actually the first part of our administration, we're going to be going through a comprehensive planning process. And a key component of that is going to be creating our housing plan. And that's going to include, you know, building upon what we've done um, to help the unhoused population. Um, we, but we need more shelter beds. We need them to be low barrier. Um, they need to be able to be accessible from the people who need it most. We need to build out our mental health care structure um, so that we're providing the wraparound services needed. We need transitional housing. We need more affordable housing options for people of all salaries and um, wages that they make. Um, we need to create more opportunities for home ownership in our county um, and really make sure that we're caring for our seniors who you know, want to age in place in their community. So housing is a, is a platform to have all of these types of conversations and then some. A very quick follow. You said need more beds. Does that mean you would advocate for another shelter being built? We do need more shelters, yes. Um, they don't need to look like... Um, the shelters of the past, um, but we, we do need space um, because, you know, if you don't have them, then what you see are folks who are out on the streets. Um, so we need to be able to create shelters and have the workforce that can run them and be able to build trust with the community so that we can provide that care for our unhoused neighbors. In our last 30 seconds, you have the support of Fitzgerald. He endorsed you at a party unity picnic, but it's I think it's fair to say you are a different type of Democrat than he is. <laughs> uh, but very briefly, any priorities from his administration you might continue? You know, um, I think the Fitzgerald administration invested heavily in our park system and green space, um, and we will continue to make that a priority. We know it's an asset to many of our suburban communities, and it's used by um, you know tens of thousands of folks every year. Um, and we want to continue to raise money and invest in our parks to continue that access to green space. Sarah Inamorado, thanks so much for your time. All right, thank you, and. 
congratulations and just thank you and Laura and Marilee for all you've done over the years to create the confluence. It's been a wonderful show. And I know I've learned a lot by listening to it and being on it over the years. Very kind. Thank you so much. And tune in tomorrow when we speak with GOP nominee for Allegheny County Executive Joe Rocky. It's the Confluence on 90.5 WESA. I'm Kevin Gavin. Summer is slowly winding down, falls around the corner, but still there is plenty of time to do and check off activities on your Pittsburgh bucket list. Rosalind Culkin is the author of 100 Things to Do in Pittsburgh Before You Die. Rosalind is the Things to Do editor at Time Out New York. Uh, she's temporarily on loan to New York City because she will always be a Pittsburgher. Rosalind, welcome back to the Confluence. Thank you so much, Kevin. I'm glad to be here. All right. Rosalind, what do you reply to someone who says, ah, Pittsburgh is small, there's nothing to do? Well, I reply to them that uh, they need to think a little bit bigger because actually there's so much to do in Pittsburgh. And I think it's really easy for all of us to just kind of do the things in our neighborhood. We go to the same spots for dinner. We get takeout from the same places. We go to the same parks. But I would encourage everyone to have an adventure in your hometown and go out a little bit further than your own neighborhood. There's so much to explore here. You give a new definition to staycation, don't you? I think so, yes. Okay. You know, there's so many fun things to talk about, uh, but I wanted to start with a sad note, actually. Some of the items in your original publication and second edition no longer available, closed up due to the pandemic. Yes, it is sad. Um, some things have moved but still exist. So, for example, Scarehouse moved, but it's located in Pittsburgh Mills Mall now, which is pretty cool. Gaucho moved to, uh, from the Strip to downtown. Pamela's sadly closed in Squirrel Hill, but don't worry, there's still places uh, to get amazing pancakes from Pamela's around town. And then Porter Tours, which is uh, was an amazing beer tour, closed. However, I used that as an opportunity to include Barrel and Flow Fest, which is a beer festival to the book. Okay. Uh, Scarehouse, uh, is that the one that was in Aetna? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm an Aetna native. And that ah, building okay. originally has had many iterations since when I was a kid. That was the Aetna Movie Theater, by the way. Oh, no way. Yes, it, it was it a really was. cool building. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> Creepy a little. <laughs> so plenty of time for outdoor fun still. Let's do some physically active activities. Definitely. So unfortunately, we just missed the last open streets. Um, so bookmark that one for for next summer. It's like a citywide party. You know, they pause traffic on a handful of city streets. There's space for biking, walking, running, skating, dancing. So bookmark that for next summer. And then I want to spotlight something that's usually coming up in the fall. So they haven't announced the date yet, but it usually is in October. It's called Step Trek. And it's a really fun outdoor event where you can climb Pittsburgh's stairs. It's in the south side. Now you can, of course, do your own Step Trek, you know, anytime that you want to trek on Pittsburgh's thousands of staircases. But being a part of Step Trek in the south side is really fun because you really get to experience this with other uh, city step lovers. Yeah, and Miss Steps has been on the show before. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's amazing. So if you really want to exert some some energy and see some beauty, maybe ride the uh, Gap Trail, Great Allegheny Passage. 
Yeah, I have not done it. Uh, so that I imagine is quite a workout, but you can hike it or bike it. It's got 150 miles of breathtaking views from what I hear. There's mountains, you uh, ride along the rivers, you can soar over valleys. It sounds extraordinary if you are up for an athletic feat. Of course, you don't have to do all 150 miles. You can do a portion. All right. Applause to my colleague, Mary Lee, who has done uh, the uh, Gap Trail. Wow. Uh, well done. <laughs> and uh, also in your book is Kayaking the Three Rivers. Uh, lots of fun you see a lot of people on our rivers. Oh, totally. And I think you get a view of the downtown skyline on a kayak that you just don't get anywhere else. The view is stunning. You know, being in the river and being able to look up at the buildings, it's absolutely extraordinary. But I also have to shout out for kayaking at North Park. So you can even rent a kayak there or a stand-up paddleboard, which I've done before. It's a blast. It is a challenge of your balance. So be prepared for that. Um, but that's in North Park. So check that out as well. I have to point out that the Ohio Pile bike hike uh, campground just opened up as well. Those looking, oh, getting nice. that full experience of biking and hiking and camping. Excellent. And since I uh, shouted out to Mary Lee, I got a shout out to Laura. She was just doing rafting over the weekend at Ohio Pile. So all those Fabulous. are fun activities. Absolutely. All right. Now let's get to some activities that are outdoors that maybe don't require quite as much exertion. Uh, what's fun to do outdoors, uh, but uh, maybe more of an observant point of view? Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend a movie under the stars. So there's tons of movies in the park this summer. There's definitely one at a park near you. So you can check the schedule online. And it's such, it's such a blast. Bring your blanket, bring a chair, bring some popcorn, some snacks, and relax under the stars while watching a movie. So I'll pick Arsenal Park, for example. They're showing Turning Red on August 11th and then the Super Mario Brothers movie on August 25th. So uh, that's just one of the many parks in the city that are going to be offering movies. So check the schedule to find one near you. And then I have to mention one that's a little bit of exertion. There's Yoga in the Square, which is back um, through mid-October. So you've got a ton of time to check this one out. It's completely free. This is in Market Square, of course. Just bring your mat and show up and enjoy a great, uh, great class. And then you can go get some brunch afterwards. I have to ask you, you know, many are well known, but from time... You published your first edition of 100 Things to Do in Pittsburgh Before You Die. Have you heard from friends, readers who told you, I'm born and bred, but I've never, and they fill in the blank? Yes. In fact, one of my favorite things to do when I go to talk at libraries or local events is stumping people, especially people who said, oh, I've lived here forever. I've done everything. And when I can find something they haven't done, it's it's just the cherry on top. So one of the quirkiest things that I typically stump people with they haven't done, it's a little known museum called the Bayernhof Museum in O'Hara Township. It is Though little known, it is actually huge. It's 19,000 square feet, and it has this like Bavarian, but also 1980s vibe. And it is a music machine museum. So they have 150 antique machines. And these range from more technologically savvy uh, music boxes to these turn of the century automatic harp machines. They've got a 1920s player piano. So it's really cool. You definitely want to book in advance um, so you can get a tour. And I won't spoil it, but there's some secret passageways and some Ooh. wild architectural designs. Okay. Uh, just a couple minutes left. Uh, any other maybe hidden gems? So this is an outdoor one. Um, this is only a 15 minute drive from downtown, but a lot of people don't know about it. It's called Fall Run Park and it is this forest oasis. It's got Babbling Brooks, tall trees, there's trails, rock formations. It is in Shaler Township. 
And they have this beautiful respite from the hustle and bustle of the city. There's a great nature trail you can walk on. It's only a mile long. It's super accessible um, if you're parking on either side. And it all leads to this 35-foot waterfall, which is actually the tar- the uh, excuse me tallest in the Pittsburgh area. So definitely check that out for a stroll. All right. Uh, I've been there. Uh, you've been there? Nice. You've been yes. there? All right. Yeah. All right. And when you get to that waterfall, people can make their way around to the top either way and slide down on their <laughs> backsides. Uh, did you take partake in that? I did not, I have to say, <laughs> but there were a lot of people who were in the water playing and uh, that was really fun to see. But I sort of, uh, I observed from a distance, but I love going <laughs> to this park at different um, seasons because it's really beautiful to see all times of year. Okay. Last time we spoke, I asked you if you had done if you had done all 100 things and your answer was obviously no, because you've uh, fessed up to not having done the gap uh, trail, correct? <laughs> yes, anything right. anything else you want to fess up to? <laughs> yeah. So I haven't done the Great Allegheny Passage yet. Uh, I hope that time will come. But the other one I haven't done in person is the Smog Museum in Denora. So I've done sort of a virtual visit with the staff, but really want to get there in person. And this museum is also a little known spot, tells the story of an environmental disaster in Denora during 1948. And that really made the world aware of the dangers of smog. It was really important, um, horrible event, but really important in our environmental um, landscape. So I got to get there in person. All right. So you told us what you haven't done, uh, Mm -hmm. but you've had a little time since the last time we talked about this. Have you knocked any of the others off of your bucket list? Oh, good question. I think I think the list is still the same. I think it's just those two, if I remember correctly, that I haven't done yet. So I gotta get I gotta get those ones checked off my list. Just two. Well, okay, we'll give you a ninety-eight percent then. <laughs> not bad. That's I'll not bad. It. All right, <laughs> Rosalind. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks for uh, enlightening us about things to do in Pittsburgh for us native Pittsburghers and newcomers. Thanks as always, Rosalind. Great to talk with you. Absolutely. Lots more at 100thingspittsburgh.com. Enjoy. Journalist Rosalind Culgan is the author of 100 Things to Do in Pittsburgh Before You Die. And for today, that is the confluence where the news comes together on 90.5 WESA. After a seven-year run, WESA will end production of the confluence Friday. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the program and tune in this week for our final shows. And next time... Joe Rocky is the Republican nominee for Allegheny County Executive. He's trying to break a 20-year Democratic grip on that office. We'll talk with Joe Rocky about his priorities for the county. Thanks to our team, Addison Deal, Laura Satsui, and Mary Lee Williams. I'm Kevin Gavin. Until next time, hope you have a good day of good news.